Hello and welcome to Money Under Your Mattress. This is a podcast where I chat with freelancers, business owners and self-employed people on the realities of running their businesses. My wonderful guests share their honest experiences, the highs and lows and any advice they've picked up along the way. I hope the conversations give you some useful tips and that you enjoy listening. Today, I'm joined by Bill Roberts. Bill is the owner of Hush CBD. So welcome, Bill. Oh, you're right. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And actually, so Bill and I have had a chat before this, and Bill's route to sort of setting up a business is is super interesting and, and quite different to anyone else that we've spoken to. Uh, so I thought before we talk about Hush CBD, we could actually just hear a bit about how you got into business in the first place. So I'm currently a, th- a third year business entrepreneurship student of Family university and the business idea sort of well I suppose a seed of it came about in my second year where we had to do a um, module on sort of a product which would improve the sort of social well-being of people um, so from that idea I wanted to focus on stress and anxiety within students and finding a natural um, not pharmaceutical way of um, improving that okay so I did a lot of research with um, people and then found that CBD would be the way. And then from there, the seed sort of developed into Hush CBD. And over the summer of my second year, I sort of really, really started pushing it and went from there. And now I'm almost in my third year looking to do it full time from May. Okay. So the business is about, I think it's about a year old. And perhaps can you tell us a bit more about Hush CBD? So you talked about sort of where it, where it came about, but I think actually from setting up a, a business that was designed for students, your your key target market is actually somewhat different now. So tell us about Hush CBD and, and what you do and who you help. Yeah. So initially it was um, uh, CBD oils targeted at students, but now we've completely transitioned into CBD infused self-care products. So candles, soaps, moisturisers and a few other bits of a similar sort of market um, targeted at sort of people of a bit older who have a bit more um, money to spend and who might be suffering with the sort of arthritis or similar similar things to that. So talk to me about how this change in audience came about. So when you set the business up initially, you were targeting students and now you've said to me that your your key target market is females aged between 30 and 60. So how did that come about? Did the product evolve? Did your clientele evolve? How did how did that shift happen? So transitioning from the oils to the um, candles initially, it was quite a major change. So I sort of went back to very basics and thought, how can I test this? So rather than doing a big ad marketing campaign or trying to get loads of people to do a survey for us, I just went to a local car boot and started selling there and picking up on who was buying it, who was interested in our products, and then using that information, so using that primary research and research which actually involved who's buying our products um, to then back what our target market is. And then from there, it's developed into what it is now. Okay, nice. And clearly you had an interest in or, or a plan in entrepreneurship, hence choosing a degree in that space. So what made you want to sort of run your own business? And now that you're doing it, what's the best thing about it? Well, I was always interested in running your own business because I like the freedom element. I like the sort of 
hard work and but you're working for yourself like all the hard work that you do it comes back and helps you long term which is really what motivates me to work every day um and there's also the element of no upper like no upper limits or not knowing where you are going to be in two years because both my parents are in the military and they always had like obviously set ranks um and knew where they were knew where they could be but um I like the idea of not knowing where you could be no upper limits yeah nice and and we've talked a bit about the sort of the highs but looking back on the first year and and what you love about the business had there been sort of any real wins or anything that in hindsight you know you wish you'd have done differently or any mistakes that you'd share with us well one of the first once I first started Hush UPD, I made the silly decision to um, apply for a massive trade show. Okay, I like that um, though because positivity, ambition, yeah, straight to the big event. Yeah, straight to the big event, but the big event had a big cost <laughs> as okay. aligned to it, um, which I just couldn't couldn't go to, and I think they wanted a first twenty five percent of it within a couple of months. And right. I just didn't have that li- liquidity, especially as a student. I couldn't rely on that. So that led to me sort of being um, stuck in a bit of a hole, having to negotiate my way out of that and still having to settle with a big loss <laughs> for no no benefits at all. But it's definitely a learning curve. Um, I, de- I think I just find myself rushing into things. I think it's maybe a bit of um, inexperience, maybe a touch of ADHD in there as well. Um, just jumping into the thing, the sort of option I think is best at the time and not actually taking a minute to think, oh, what if? Which is why pairing with my mother, because mum and I own the business together, okay. this is why pairing with my mother works so well. <laughs> so she can sort of help you with the enthusiasm and sort of be a sounding board and and bring different ideas to the table. She's the realistic side. I'm the very optimistic one. I like <laughs> to think, oh, in two years we'll be millionaires and be living on a massive yacht. But um, she's the one that was just like, hang on a minute, let's just let's just think this through. Um, ha- like, we need to have a second and just, why, why are we doing this? Do we need to spend that money? Yeah, nice. And when did you bring your mum on board or was it something that you always planned to do together? How did that come about? Um, It's a funny story, actually. Initially, I well, I'm based down in Falmouth in Cornwall and the business is based in Dorset, just outside Blantford. So obviously I couldn't make all the products in Falmouth because I didn't have the space and needed it to be done in Dorset and I couldn't be here all the time. So... (laughs) <laughs> the initial idea was give mum some of the business so she can um, make all the stuff without having to pay for labour. Um, but now she's turned out to have a bit more of a role with the like financial side and the sort of future development of Hush. Nice. And how how did you convince your mum to come on board? Um, or, or, or was it... <laughs> how much of it was a conversation? <laughs> she was already um, helping out making the stuff. Or, well, I suppose helping my brother make the stuff. He was be he was supposed to be making it. Um, and then obviously he didn't. And then mum had to fill in. So she was making the stuff already. And then I decided to um, incorporate in sort of September, early September, and just gave her 5% of the business and say, look, mum, you're a CEO. 
<laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. And and you touched on a bit around, well, a bit, I think it was a top tip really, or a bit of advice from your mistake, should I say, around, you know, don't sign up for such big events so early on. Have you got any tips or advice on sort of running a business as part of a family setup? Mm, it's, a, it's definitely a unique style of running a business because you can have those sort of talks and have debates a lot or like even when you're like even if I'm just phoning mum just to say hi we always end up coming back to hush and it's always like talking about what we're going to do next um it's it's definitely an interesting one I obviously don't have much experience or any experience running a business with someone who isn't my mum um so it's I quite I quite enjoy it because there's always that underlying trust yeah because I find, I find like if I was to work with someone else, like you don't know what they're going to be like in two, three, four, five years, um, or you don't even know what their true motivation is. But with mum, I feel like it's quite aligned, and we just want what's best for the business. Yeah, that's good. And and I'm sort of reading between the lines, or somewhat assuming, but your your mum is perhaps somewhat closer to your current target market. Yeah. Does that help in terms of how you think about product development or how you think about reaching new clients and customers? Yeah, so she's almost exactly our target market, which is quite helpful. Um, but she, I would argue she isn't quite, she doesn't want to spend as much money as our target market would. Okay. She's quite tight as it goes. <laughs> so I, I want to always in, like increase the prices or set higher margins for us. So... Um, but the mum's always trying to knock it down. And then if I feel like mum says, yes, that's a good price, I know I have to increase it a little bit <laughs> okay. for, um, before we take it to market. Yeah, nice. And sticking on this theme of sort of advice, any tips you'd give to someone who's thinking of setting up a product-based business or someone who's already running a product-based business? Um, the main thing for us is starting small. So whatever it is, like initially with the candles, as I said, um, we went to a car boot sale or when we bring in a new product, we always start small with it. Um, I know you don't make the margin initially, but you need to test it. So we just take it to a market, always push people to look at it um, and see where it goes. So if people buy it, if people are interested, and then if they're not, we just get rid of it, like cut, the, cut our losses early. So we might spend £150 on buying a new product rather than 700, 800 pound. Okay. So start small and work up. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And how does that compare? So from your business perspective, how does it compare from sort of face-to-face sales? We've talked a lot about sort of events and and being out at shows compared to sort of digital sales and people coming straight through your website and perhaps anything on social media. So face-to-face sales is where I sort of, that's where I'm best, where I'm happiest. Um, I'm, I'm, I can sell quite comfortably in front of uh, loads of people. That's where I feel like I'm in my element. The online sales is not my forte. So we have recently had a marketing intern um, who's been helping us for the last sort of six weeks. And that's really been helping us sort of develop our online image from a social media standpoint. But there's a lot of limitations around pushing the sort of the advertising on social media with CBD. So we're sort of trying to na- navigate around that. But um, the online presence stuff is really interesting. It's been a massive learning curve for me. And I still don't think I'm quite there, but getting there and thereabouts. And that's a common theme that sort of comes up in these conversations quite often where 
you know, p- people are really passionate about their business or their product, but perhaps they don't have an interest or a skill set in the marketing side. So perhaps can you talk a bit more about the marketing intern that you found and what have they done? What, what sort of things, what sort of have, them, have been their outputs in the last six weeks that might be useful for someone else thinking about giving that a try? So, yeah, she's a second year business and marketing student at Falmouth University. So I knew her loosely through that. Um, obviously she's a year below me and she seems really, she seemed really, really cool. But I, um, well, b- between Christmas and March, I put out, I think one or two posts on social media. I, I just really don't enjoy it. I find it hard. My photography and videography skills just aren't up to a standard, which looks good and represents business. Well, okay. But, um, having, that marketing intern come in she's sort of developed the the online presence and the online look of the business up tenfold it looks so good there's images are all consistent it's all sort of pushing towards that target demographic our um interactions have gone up hugely and it's sort of developed our sort of online profiles quite considerably but then if we can manage to pair that with paid advertising on those platforms, it would just work really, really well. But as of current, we're not, we've not been able to. Okay, but that's perhaps a bit of a plan or something to try in the future. Yeah, yeah, we're sort of working out the best ways to get around it or work out if it's possible. And if so, how, whether that's yeah. with um, sort of influencers or celebrities. Nice. Or we go to... Um, Okay. And obviously all of this is going on whilst you're juggling your degree and it sounds like your intern was also um, is juggling her degree as well. So there's lots of moving moving parts and spinning plates. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> so you mentioned at the start around sort of you'll be finishing your degree shortly what's next for the business and how do you plan to move move it from a side hustle to full time? So We've got our first county show in May. So it's the Devon County Show. I believe it's the 18th to the sort of 20th off the top of my head. That might be wrong. So we've got our first county show in May, um, which is as soon as I finish university. So going straight into it from there. And then from that point, we're just going up and down the country, just pushing hush. So we've got the Bath and West Show. and We've got a few other county shows, garden shows and all similar stuff like that. Um, just to sort of work on a sort of B2C basis and grow our sort of customer base and making sure that we have got the right target market and everything from there. Um, once we've sort of done that over the, ne- over the next sort of, or I suppose alongside that, we'd be looking at doing a lot of B2B sales, so wholesaling to garden centres um, and other sort of unique shops um, on high street because I think, that's going to be where we grow the most and the quickest, I believe. And then obviously, hopefully, have the online sort of paid ads and growing online in line with the rest of it to sort of grow the business quite quickly over the next six months or so. Um, But mainly focusing on those big events with a high footfall. Yeah. And then using that, using the sales and the information that we get from that to push into local like shops in the area, garden centres and other big 
gift shops. Okay. Sounds like you've got a busy summer at some quite nice events. So yeah, whenever I've been to those sorts of events, I always think it looks like, I mean, hard graph, but it looks like a nice place to be on a stool when you're in, in amongst some lovely other small businesses and meeting some nice people. Yeah. So we did the Dorset County show this year and that was really, really exciting. Um, definitely, almost definitely um, underprepared for it. Um, but it was really, really good fun. Um, it was enjoyable, nice people around. It's just nice meeting people and having people interested in the products, which is really exciting and have like just chatting to them, seeing what they're interested in, seeing what they're not. And obviously having a little wander around and speaking to other stallholders because you never know who you meet and what you might pick up from them. Yeah, exactly. It's quite a community spirit really, isn't it? And there's lots of people sharing sharing tips. There might be some partnership opportunities. Who knows sort of what comes out of those events? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're sort of hoping for. Good. But you never know. You never know who you meet. Yeah, nice. Got to give it a go. Okay, that has been super useful and like really candid sort of storytelling of how it's going going for you and I think there's lots of insights there that will help people who are thinking about starting up a business or you know same for people who are already running a business and how they think about changing direction and growing clients and customer numbers I don't know if you've listened to any of the other podcasts but I sort of chuck this random question at the end which is about a song to soundtrack your business so dare I ask if if you had to pick a song to soundtrack your business so far or perhaps where your business is heading what would you pick this was really hard it's so hard to find a sort of song that represents it all but I think I've gone for Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers it's a song that I listened to a lot as I was starting it and um, loved it and not like played it so much it was annoying all my friends um, and I just feel like it's a bit like it just can't stop can't stop now got to keep moving um, keep growing and don't know where it's going it's a little bit little bit crazy as well some of the the words don't even make sense and I don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> Perhaps we should um, we should get your mum on an episode in the future and get her side of the story, and then she might pick a a complimentary song that is a bit more calming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, well thanks Bill thanks for coming on and sort of sharing your side of, of working for yourself and sort of how you got there from a university degree to setting up the business I'll share a link to Hush CBD below the episode so that people can find out more and if people are at any of those events that are coming up then I'm sure they can swing by your stand and say hello yeah so thank you very much I'll wrap that up there in the meantime please subscribe rate review or tell a friend about the podcast it really helps to grow the community and and get people talking about um, working for yourself and all aspects of it and then keep a look out for the next episode thanks very much thank you